And then how a recruiter looks at a resume. On average, from a lot of studies, they say a recruiter takes six seconds to look at a resume. That's why I emphasize it's so important to stay concise because they're going to quickly look at the resume to see if you're qualified. They're looking at specific keywords. This is Chan with The Plan, the podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy, actual steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. I'm your host, Max Chan. Now let's dive into the episode. So my name is Max, I'm a career coach, and thank you again for bringing me back in person. Just a backstory, Mafuz and myself, we did the online version last year, and now we're in person. So it's good to uh, you know, get out from the pandemic and speak to everybody in person here. All right, so a little bit about me. I'm a career coach. I actually graduated from York 10 years ago. It's been a long time. That's when the weekend was spelled with three E's, not two. There was no subway station. There used to be strikes. There's still no strikes, right? The strikes are done? Yeah. Oh. Every four years. Every four years? Okay. You haven't been to York if you haven't been through a strike, right? So, uh, yeah. And what we're going to learn today is just the common resume mistakes, proper resume structure, and then how to write effective bullet points. So common resume mistakes. So I review a lot of resumes in my practice, and these are some of the common mistakes that I have seen. So first is bullet points are responsibly ability focused, not accomplishment focused. So what that means is you get your standard manage marketing campaigns, prepare reports. So that's very responsibility focused. You want to make it accomplishment focused. So one example could be increase open rates of email marketing campaigns by 25% through collaborating with marketing director to create content that resonates and engages with targeted customers. So that's how you would write a very accomplishment detail oriented focused bullet point. Using the same action words over and over again for each bullet point. So I've seen resumes where they use the same like three, four power words, so to speak, like managed, led, developed. You do want to mix it up a bit because it does get very tedious and boring. And then it goes back to repetitive bullet points. This happens more when you're in the same role, for example, a marketing specialist, and you're going to different companies in the same role, then your responsibilities will get a bit repetitive. So that's why it's good to have accomplishment-focused bullet points. So then it's a bit different than highlighting that you're doing the same task over and over again. Resume, longer than page. My recommendation for upcoming grads like yourself is try to keep it a page. I know there's a lot of like myths about like you should make it longer so you show more work experience, but it's about like being concise and clear, especially as a new or recent grad. And then using fancy font or fancy designs and unnecessary graphics. So one of the common things is, ironically, I'm using Canva, right? So Canva resumes are very creative and I don't recommend that because First of all, your resume gets feed into a computer, and it's very hard for the computer to like, read your text if it's overlapped with a lot of design. So I try to make all my resumes very basic. One column, text. You can have like, different color for the headings, but you want to make it very text heavy because it gets easily scanned through the computer, and the recruiter can easily skim the information they need to see if you're qualified for the position. Having outdated sections on your resume, such as objective and references upon request. So objective, we all know you're looking for a job, so that's not necessary. References upon request, again, if you are going to get the job, they're going to ask for them. So these are unnecessary lines that you could be using for better content for your resume. And proper spelling and grammar, this is very common. So for example, maybe the American spelling of favorite grammar, you might be using future tense or past or future tense in the same sentence. So just be cautious about that. Too much emphasis on soft skills. So I know 
a common thing that people do is they have like a skill section and they stuff it with a lot of generic soft skills like excellent communicator, works very well with the team, leadership. These are very generic statements and if you have these skills, you're going to show them in your bullet points anyway. So if you do want like a skill section, I recommend it's more of a technical skill section. So software tools, for example, like if you know Canva, Adobe, you can put Microsoft Office. I know it's a common one, but a lot of jobs ask for Microsoft Office, so it's always good to put that in as well. So it's focused more on the technical skills instead of just generic soft skills, as I mentioned. Having unnecessary information. A common thing that a lot of new grads do is they still put their high school in their education. They assume that once you graduate university, you've passed high school, so that's not necessary. Some things, as you get older in your career, you don't need like student clubs, but it's good to have it at the beginning. So yeah, so as you get older, the work experience becomes more important. So you can start removing the other information that you would need to fill out your resume when you were a new grad. And then paragraphs instead of bullet points. So I've seen some resumes where they have the job title and then one or two paragraphs highlighting their experience. It's very hard for the recruiter to skim the resume to see if you're qualified for a position. So I always emphasize using bullet points and make sure the bullet points is between one to two lines. Some bullet points you can make it up to three, but that's for like more of the impactful stuff you want to show. But I do recommend staying between one to two lines for each bullet point. And then how a recruiter looks at a resume. On average, from a lot of studies, they say a recruiter takes six seconds to look at a resume. That's why I emphasize it's so important to stay concise because they're going to quickly look at the resume to see if you're qualified. They're looking at specific keywords. So a good tip in terms of finding the right keywords that you put on your resume is look, for example, this cup is marketing based, right? So look at some like marketing specialist, marketing coordinator roles, and then go into the qualification section and see what are the keywords they're looking for. They're very obvious. For example, two plus years experience in social media, three plus years experience in SEO as an example. So if you have those skills, whether it's a side projects or doing extracurriculars, then it's definitely good to add those keywords in because when the recruiter looks at those keywords and see that they're in your resume, they're more likely to give you a call. As I mentioned already, keywords, they're not reading the bullet points from front to end. They are skimming them for specific keywords and accomplishments. That's why I always recommend that you front load your bullet points with either metrics or power words. So for example, increased, reduced, then you add some percentages like increase 20% Instagram following, increased engagement on TikTok account by 50%. So if you add those at the beginning, it's going to be a lot more engaging to the recruiter because everybody here reads left to right. So it's good to front load your bullet points with those types of metrics. And then the work experience is the most important. Obviously, when you're a recent new grad, you might not have as much work experience. So you would complement your resume with things such as extracurriculars, key projects. But as you get older into your career, the work experience becomes more prevalent. So it's very important to make that very engaging and very relatable and aligned to the position you're applying for. And that's the most sticks out. And the other mistake that a lot of professionals make when it comes to work experience is that they have like a huge objective statement, a bunch of skills, and then they put the work experience at the bottom of the first page. I usually like to do the rule of like, if you open your document, what's the first thing you see? And if the work experience is not the first thing you see, then you definitely have to move it up a bit. Because again, recruiters only spend six seconds on your resume. So it's very important to make sure that as soon as they open it, they see the most important part of your resume. So best practices for writing your resume to stand out. So these are the seven sections that I recommend to write a proper resume. Again, you don't have to use all seven, but these are the ones that I would recommend based off where you are in your career. So for example, contact information would be at the top. So you have your name, your phone number, your email, and then your LinkedIn profile link. 
you don't really need location because unfortunately, like, if they think you're too far, so let's say you live in Mississauga and the job is in North York, they might not actually give you a call because they might think you're far, right? Because I've actually had an interview when I was a new grad and even I knew I was a bit far, but I was looking for some experience and they said like, you know that this job isn't Pickering, right? And I said, yeah, are you able to get there? And I said yes, but I don't think they were that convinced. So again, make sure that if you are willing to like, obviously you can always like get the job and then move, right? But it's very important to make sure that you cast a wide net and you don't give more information than you need. So with that being said, you don't really need the uh, location. Because I've written resumes for a lot of professionals and I take the location out and they tend to get more responses that way as well. Executive summary, that is what I would replace the objective. So the executive summary is four to five lines of your overall experience, just like a snapshot. And then if the recruiter wants to take a deeper look at your experience, then it'll go to the work experience. So the executive summary could be something along the lines of marketing professional with two plus years work experience in social media management, digital marketing, website management, event marketing. And then you could talk about like a couple like soft skills, like proven track record in growing social media accounts and working collaboratively with the team. So that's kind of like how you want to have a good snapshot in the executive summary. And then the professional work experience, very standard stuff. You have your job title, you have your company, and then you have your duration. I usually don't put the months in. For the professional I work with, I usually just keep the years because there might be a gap. So it's a good way to hide the gap, so to speak. Because recruiters are going to question if there's a resume gap, even if it's a few months. So it's just good to not give more information than you need to. So I would usually recommend taking out the months as well. Leadership volunteer experience. So that's where we talk about the extracurriculars. So for example, if you're an executive at a club or if you're just a member at a club, but you are participating and helping on events, that's something to highlight as well. Case study competitions, things of that nature. Key projects, the key project section, that's when, like for example, if you're taking a marketing class, there's maybe like a project at the end of the year. You can actually highlight that on your resume. I worked with someone before and he was trying to get into digital marketing and there was a few projects he had to do as part of his certificate. So we highlighted a few of the projects he did and then the accomplishments, like what was the main part of the project, what was the result, and then his grade as well. So you can highlight those as well on your resume. And then the educational additional certifications. So obviously your standard education, for example, your bachelor's degree, additional certifications, if you take some like certification online, you can put those in as well. And then as I recommended before, you have your skill section, which would be the keywords. I also recommend, again, technical keywords, for example, like tools you know how to use, like Canva, Adobe, like CRM, if you know CRM, like Salesforce, website management, creation, WordPress, Squarespace. So those would be the type of skills I would put at the bottom, not the uh, soft skills I mentioned earlier, which is again, like leadership, teamwork, excellent communicator. So how to write effective bullet points. So I have a few examples that I want to show you. So the first is, in terms of like the structure of the bullet point, you want to be clear and concise. Does it tell a proper story from beginning to end? Sometimes the bullet points get very convoluted because it's over detail. Again, the recruiter needs to know exactly what you do within like three to four seconds. So make sure that you tell a very quick story from beginning to end. So how that works is, again, you front load your bullet point with the result and then you talk about how you did it, right? So that's how you would write a bullet point that tells a proper story. Impact, again, a lot of resumes are very responsibility focused. They don't showcase the impact of the work. So there's a difference between managing social media campaigns and saying that you've increased followers by X percent. And then finally, is it measurable? As I mentioned, saying that you achieve something's good, but if you can actually 
highlight the metric, whether it's a percentage or a dollar amount or even hours or the number of projects you've done. That will really help it make it more impactful. Numbers really stick out in the resume. So if you don't have any numbers on a resume, it's going to be just a bunch of words and nothing will really stand out to the recruiter. So it's very important to uh, have that in mind. And then here are just some of the uh, example bullet points. What I mean by turning responsibility focus bullet points to accomplishment focus. So you have your responsibility focus, manage email marketing campaigns for various clients, and then I change it to accomplishment focus. Improve email marketing open rates for an automotive client by 15% and generate $15,000 in additional revenue. Another example, highlighting your social media skills, manage social media accounts for company, accomplishment focus, steer the organic social media marketing strategy utilizing content creation, monthly contests and giveaways resulting in increasing fans and followers on Facebook and Instagram by 25% in four months. So you see how it's way more impactful and stands out a lot more than just saying that you just manage social media accounts. So you want to start thinking about like all the work that I've done, how can I turn them into metrics and numbers that really uh, stand out and showcase the impact and value that I have delivered for the roles that I have been a part of. And then the last one here to highlight your overall digital marketing skills. So responsibility focus, res bullet point would be manage company website and create strategies to drive new visitors to website to make it more detailed and accomplishment focused and impactful. Generated over 300K new visitors to the website through SEO, PPC, and social media advertising. So I highlighted the quantity of how many new visitors I generated and what tactics I used to generate that number. So that is the presentation. I know that's very quick, but in regards to the resume, again, you just have to be very concise, very detailed in terms of the value you provide and just have it in the appropriate sections and also Look at some job ads and see like, what are they looking for that I have and what can I add into my resume to show the alignment that I am the right fit for the position. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's three ways I can help you achieve your career goals for free. First, subscribe to this podcast as I post two episodes a week. Number two, leave a five-star review as this helps build the credibility of the show so we can gain access to more influential people to interview and bring those lessons to you to help elevate your career. And number three, connect with me on social media. There's a link in the show notes for you to click on that compiles all my active social media accounts, making it easy for you to find me and connect with me. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Thank you.